Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, uh, Mike Santisanio, and we thought we'd have a conversation about discomfort and dealing with discomfort. So how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing very well, Loki. Thanks so much for having me uh, over again. Appreciate it. No problem. So again, I thought we'd get uncomfortable or discomfortable today <laughs> and have a little bit about uh, a discussion on discomfort. So uh, for, for us, as we were talking before we wanted to record this episode, we, we thought that, you know what, uh, discomfort, it's, it's challenging in the moment where nobody wants to feel a discomfort. But uh, discomfort is also an opportunity for growth, right? Because oftentimes on the other side of discomfort is learning and growth in, in there. So uh, why don't we start off by, by uh, recounting, I guess, like a recent experience that you had where you dealt with a lot of discomfort, both kind of physically and, and emotional and all that sort of stuff. And, and then maybe we'll kind of uh, break that apart and, and tease into a different component and start to have a conversation. So why don't you tell us about your recent vacation story? <laughs> yeah, definitely, Luki. Thanks so much. And yeah, so maybe we could just do it like that. I can just kind of share share the uh, the fun story, and then maybe we can break it all down. But um, I'll try to make the long story as short as possible. But the last time I went on vacation with my, my girlfriend of 12 years was back in 2019. So we're very, very excited to head on out to Ecuador to go out and just have a good time, do some surfing, and just really enjoy ourselves and relax. And we knew the weather was probably not going to be too too nice we we expected some cloudy weather which that was fine and when we got there you know things were going very great and smoothly and you know we're having a nice time we had our first surf lesson we're just getting back into the swing of things Mm -hmm. and you know there was a there was a cloudy or a rainy day but we decided to drive a few hours to a beach where the sun actually came out so it was just awesome but then on the third day we woke up in the morning and my girlfriend was like like at 8 a.m sitting in a hammock just you know, enjoying life, having a coffee. It was like a, the, the, the resort, like cat was there just sitting on her lap. It was just like a beautiful scene. I was just like being very grateful for being here. And I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to go for a run. So I told my girlfriend, I'm just going to go out for a run and just, uh, you know, just get out there. So I put my shoes on and just started to go for a run. And as I ran, I went up this like this hill. And um, I guess take a step back real quick, because uh, I guess I'll tell you this, and you'll know where it's going. But in Ecuador, there are dogs everywhere, uh, stray dogs or house dogs, and we don't know which one is which. Just kind of like pigeons in in like the downtown area where I live in Montreal. <laughs> you know, there's just dogs absolutely everywhere, and they just like some of them bark at you, some of them just kind of follow you, but you kind of just let them go, and, and there's no harm really with regards to that. But anyways, back to my run. So I'm taking a nice jog, beautiful day, a little bit cloudy, and I get up to this hill, and I run right next to this home, and I, you know, I just take that deep breath and start practicing gratitude and just close my eyes and hearing the waves and and the wind and just really having a a really nice moment up until I just hear two dogs barking at me, looking at me (laughs) and starting to chase me a little bit. So what people tell you to do is to say, oh no, you're supposed to just stare at them, walk away nice and slowly. But when you're in the heat of the moment, sometimes uh, it kind of changes a little bit. I'm pretty fast. And I just got up from that run, so I was kind of jacked up, and these dogs started to chase me, so I was kind of bobbing and weaving, and I just started to run. And as I ran, uh, they kind of ran as well, and one of them actually got me, and, and um, 
you know, bit me in the in the ankle. Mm. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty pretty interesting. So, so that obviously caused some physical discomfort, and uh, I mean, we'll probably <laughs> chat a little bit about that, but, but then eventually get to more the emotional part of it. So, so walk us through a little bit of some of the physical, and then and then the e- emotional and mental discomfort that happened afterwards. Yeah, most definitely. So, as I'm running away, you know, just bolting, the dog ended up grabbing me in the ankle. I didn't know what the heck was going on, so I just continued running. They stopped, and I was like near a house, so looking back, it was probably someone's property and these dogs were there but um yeah suffice to say i wasn't expecting that obviously so i got back to our our little hut and i spoke to my girlfriend i told her what happened and then you know there was that that panic and the physical discomfort was one thing but it was just more about the um the unknowns just going through your head right away and your mind starts to go everywhere so we you know i was really sad to be honest with you more for the fact that this obstacle kind of hit and it was like we came here to go surfing and stuff like that you know we're very excited and now we have an obstacle but the idea at that point was not to kind of push away those feelings and the discomforts actually feel it but then start tackling the issue so we went down to a clinic we grabbed uh, the person working there went to the clinic got a tetanus shot ended up going on antibiotics they cleaned me up and was trying to get a rabies shot and unfortunately the government does not issue rabies shots um, in this area until you kind of have symptoms. But, you know, after Googling um, rabies, supposedly if you do have symptoms, there's a good chance you're gonna die. So it was, a, it was a roller coaster ride of just trying to figure things out and navigate the situation, which we ended up doing. It took about two days and we got clarification from the owners that the dogs have been indeed vaccinated. And then we found out that every year, you know, uh, veterinarians come down for campaigns to vaccinate all the dogs so we really did our due diligence to get in touch with as many people as possible and the lady was very very helpful uh to help guide us because you know it was a little bit scary as you could imagine uh, and uh, the experience was pretty rough but you know we definitely um took some time to navigate that and it took about two three days but after the fact after that you know everything ended up working out um pretty fantastically so so what i heard from that is uh unexpectedly bitten by a dog ouch uh and then through your head uh rabies possibility uh, uh if, if you have symptoms you might die <laughs> right so there's the the uh, uh proximity to, to to death in there but then uh kind of the the easing of the nerves to say you know what everybody was uh the, the dogs have been vaccinated and all the precautions are, are there so it kind of um alleviated some of those fears in there and and i mean that's not uh dissimilar to a lot of uh discomforts that other people feel in, in their lives uh, where they encounter something and in the moment there's all these things but after the fact it's kind of like yeah I, I mean we did what we could in, in the moment and we'd rather not have had the, the discomfort <laughs> but but now that we've dealt with it uh, at least it's, it's something uh, that we've learned from so so could you describe a little bit about that so in hindsight what, what would you have done differently what would you learn from the discomfort and how do you kind of take that discomfort and turn it into a growth opportunity yeah that's a great question and i think that's exactly what it's about and it's not necessarily kind of just dealing with the discomfort in the heat of the moment but it's after the fact as fact as well Mm -hmm. right it's how long we're spending in our minds obsessing about the situation if we're going to allow it to kind of consume us and affect let's say in my situation the rest of my vacation 
See, the idea here was, you know, it was very, very difficult, but if we're totally consumed in our heads about really obsessing about the ideas of, you know, rabies, not being able to surf and infection and all this kind of stuff versus being able to take a step back and evaluate the things that we can and cannot control and trying to focus on the controllable and the partially controllable first, not to say that you know, not to think about the uncontrollable because we are human, we are going to think about that too. It just to provide a little bit more mental energy on the controllable and partially controllable. So it's almost like, you know, switching that balance of power um, on that mental energy spent. But, but that was it, you know, it was, it was dealing with the discomfort in the moment and understanding that there are things we can and cannot control and being mindful enough to look at the situation. But I think what was very, very helpful for me in some of the things that I practice and I, I kind of preach at the same time, or I only preach if people ask, I'm, I'm done just preaching for no reason. <laughs> but what I talk about in my, in my work is the idea to expect discomfort and understand that you know, obstacles will arise that are outside of your control that will cause discomfort. And this is what we did prior to coming on vacation, which was a really great stepping stone. It was almost like a mental proactive approach to coming on vacation because what happens is we get very excited it's been covid a couple of years we haven't been on vacation in a few years rough time with my with my whole like you know with with work and unfortunately i think i mentioned last time my father has alzheimer's disease and we weren't be able to, able to see him so it was a really long and winding road of obstacles and discomfort where we're finally so excited about this vacation but this is what happens we get very excited about an event or something coming up that we want everything to go absolutely perfectly because we hope we hope we wish because it hasn't we haven't been around in a long time we haven't done it but that can cause a little bit of discomfort and get us into trouble sometimes so our idea was sure we're really excited but let's take a step back and let's have the conversation let's understand that hey look i know we want to have an amazing time and we're going to have an amazing time no matter what however obstacles may arise things may happen that might derail our plan that we have and if they do let's deal with them strategically deal with them properly and because we can look at it in that way when a situation does arise it doesn't come kind of unexpected and surprisingly and it doesn't mean that it's going to suck any less because trust me getting bitten by a dog and losing two days was not the funnest thing ever and having that you know un uncertainty of you know being in a in a in a, a new country uh, with all this stuff was was very very tough but it was the idea that sure it's going to suck but if you expect it and understand that it could happen we'll be able to deal with it more effectively and bounce back from it a lot quicker and that's what it was for us right once this happened once we got through the obstacle we were able to not allow the obstacle to dictate the rest of our vacation to say sure. oh my god i can't believe this we lost two days um i don't know if we're gonna be able to surf you're bleeding you might be infected all this kind of crazy stuff <laughs> and we're out eating dinner after and it's like if we're constantly obsessing over the uncontrollable over that past uh, experience it keeps us from that present moment and enjoying um the opportunity if that makes for, sense for sure yeah a couple of things that i took from that is basically that discomfort is inevitable right so it, at some point you're going to encounter it whether you like it or not and uh, I, th I think it was the dalai lama or some someone that said this where like uh, pain is inevitable 
um, and in this case, discomfort, but suffering so is, optional, is optional, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a matter of uh, that kind of ruination and the thinking about it and, and obsessing about it afterwards to say like, well, you got bitten by a dog, right? And you can make it mean a whole bunch of things, right? And you really make that choice. And it's a little bit about that serenity prayer as well, where it's kind of like, uh, grant me the serenity to accept what you uh, c cannot change and the courage to change um, what you can and then the wisdom yeah. to know the difference, right? So mm -hmm. it happened, you can't change it, but you can do something about it. You can go to the clinic, you can get your, your tetanus or whatever shots, you can ask for vaccination, all sort of stuff. But once you've done that, like ruminating and, and uh, dealing or, or um, kind of wallowing in, in, in that discomfort is not gonna be very helpful. So it's up to you to take that perspective of like, well, what can I do now? And, and, and what, ha, how has this happened for me versus to me, that sort of thing? All of those somewhat cliche things, uh, but, but they all have a lot of, of value. And, and if you can actually take the time and, and pause to, to reflect on those areas, I think that, that would be uh, great. Uh, I'd love it if you uh, took a few minutes to, to talk a little bit about your thoughts on things like uh, positivity and, and optimism and things like that. So the whole like, uh, you want the glass half uh, full, not the glass half empty and things like that. Um, what are your thoughts what, uh, related to that as it, as it uh, relates to uh, discomfort? Definitely. I just wanted to comment on, on, on those things that you were just saying, because it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, I can really, really relate to all that. And it was what you said earlier, too, is kind of being able to understand that we can use discomfort as a tool for growth and we can learn from it and we can use these things that are happening to make ourselves stronger in the future for future situations. So, and it, some of those quotes you were saying reminded me of, uh, if we're going to get cheesy, the, uh, you know, the parable of the, of the second arrow is very similar to the Dalai Lama quote where it's like they're, they're saying the, the first arrow uh, that you get hit with is kind of inevitable, that pain, but the second arrow is the, you know, the dwelling and, and you have that choice, right? You choose whether or not um, you want that second arrow inside of you as well, right? So whether it's like having that dog bite or even something small like a, a mosquito bite, right? Or, or the weather, the heat, you know, like we just had a heat wave and if it's 40, 40 degrees um, or 105 Fahrenheit or whatnot and it's really, really hot and you're sweating, that's that first arrow that, you know, that uncontrollable. But if you just keep dwelling on, oh my God, it's so hot, I can't take this heat anymore, this and that, you keep dwelling on it, it's almost like it's gonna compound that uh, effect. So um, I really can resonate with, with that stuff you said. Um, but with regards to, you know, I think your question was with regards to how I look at positivity and, and optimism was 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 that it? Yeah, so it's it's relating to kind of the perspectives that you take, right? So mm -hmm. something happened, happened, bit by a dog, heat uh, wave, COVID, right? things happen. Now it's up to yeah. that perspective of well, is it something that you can grow from, or is it something that is going to hold you back and be an obstacle? Mm -hmm. So so what are your thoughts in that regard? Yeah, and, and it's all about growth, right? And I think, you know, you hear positivity, you hear optimism, but they don't necessarily have to come hand in hand. You don't need to be, um, you know, always positive about these situations, but you can kind of be optimistic. And I guess maybe the optimism will actually kind of turn into somewhat of positivity, but it's just more of the idea of, you know, if something does happen, it's not, you know, inevitable that whatever you're thinking of is going to be negative after the fact. Now, it's not necessarily saying that, uh, oh my God, everything's going to be okay uh, right now, or everything's not going to be okay. It's just more about the idea of optimism sparking, you know, that positivity. 
And I think in order to become, you know, more optimistic, we, we do have to kind of practice that. And that's one thing that I think is very, very important with regards to um, that outlook, you know, taking a step back and being able to keep reminding yourself of these little things. And the optimism is just that ability to be mindful in a situation, to look at every angle of the situation, to say that something just happened here, okay, great. However, if we start obsessing about the negative, we can take a step back and look at things in a different light. And it always kind of brings me back to uh, Wayne Dyer's quote, what it says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? right? If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's kind of the idea around the optimistic approach, right? If we can take a step back once in a while in these situations, we can find a little bit of, of good in it. We can find a little bit of optimism. And in turn, that will eventually make us become a more positive person. For sure. And, and I think it's, it's worthwhile to kind of define the difference between the two because uh, people kind of misconstrue them and, and assume that they're the same. But I in my view, um, positivity is basically saying like, everything's okay. And then optimis uh, optimism is more like, everything will be okay later on, right? Yeah. So in, in your case, like, if you got bit by a dog, well, everything's okay. Well, it's not. You're bleeding. <laughs> you got bit by a dog. So it's not okay, but everything will be okay because we can find a clinic. We mm -hmm. can validate all the vaccination and stuff like that. So it will be uh, okay. It will be better, right? Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily saying that everything is amazing right now. It's that it will be better. So if you can take that optimistic view, then to your point, it does lead to that uh, positivity uh, later on so and it's not about turning everything and oh it'll be fine it'll be okay that positivity uh, outlook positive outlook is not necessarily as beneficial as the optimistic one so and i think that's definitely uh, very important in, in all cases where if you can find where things could be good right then that that often leads leads to that positivity yeah um, i could not agree more i could not agree more because that that idea of just like everything is going to be okay is just you you could be setting yourself up too right and you could almost be in that denial phase. And even if you say, you know, like you said, everything is going to be okay, but you can also say everything could be okay instead of everything is going to be terrible. Everything's going to be horrible. That's going to suck. It's not necessarily saying that, oh, that's going to be great, but that it could be great. It could be good. We could figure it out and we might yeah. figure it out, but we can't jump to conclusions just yet. So let's look at all the angles so we can be less obsessive. Yep. And focusing more on the opportunities that will help you go to where you want to go versus the opportunities that bring you back to, to that kind of negative state that people don't want. So uh, do you have any uh, other other stories that you could share uh, either in your past experience or, or clients or someone that you worked with uh, and, and maybe a couple of um, tips or tricks to, to, that help them to get over that uh, sense of discomfort that they encountered? Yeah, most definitely. I mean... A lot of the times, like I said earlier, we, we wake up in our, our work days or in our days and we expect and hope everything goes absolutely perfectly. And this could definitely cause a lot of discomfort because we get hit with these uncontrollable obstacles. But at the same time, sometimes we have something in our minds, and I can use an example uh, for myself right now that I was thinking about, um, is when I was kind of getting started in this business and, you know, COVID got hit us and things were a little bit slow, you know, 
I had a, a prospective client that was looking to uh, purchase my services, which was going to be very, very great because it was going to help me kind of have a little wiggle room for a little while to uh, keep focusing on the work that I, I needed to do. And there was that back and forth and, you know, being ghosted and all this type of stuff. But thankfully, I ma it made me really think about it because the old version of myself, you know, that the old salesperson or business person, you know, would think about that all the time. And, and that this causes that discomfort in the mind when we start working about worrying about the uncontrollable. I hope they make that silly, better call me. Uh, why hasn't he responded? You know, maybe I did something wrong. And we start creating these stories in our mind that causes that um, negative emotional feelings. And it gets the starts to get compounded where we're focusing, like I said earlier, on on the things that we cannot control. And I think this, what it does is it gets us into a bit of trouble because this way, if we're looking at it in that mindset, we can, we're spending less time on what we can and we can be partially controlled too. So in this situation, what was good is, you know, because I mean, I do this for a living, so I wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't be very good for me if I ended up going down that, that spiral was the idea <laughs> of once I felt these feelings and the, and it's not that I don't feel these feelings, we're going to feel them and recognize them. That's what's important. The, the important thing is as well is reducing the amount of time that we spend obsessing about these things. Right. And if we could take a look and evaluate the situation a little bit more rationally, taking that mindful approach where I was able to do so, I was able to kind of take a step back and not give too much mental real estate to that knowing because if I do this, then I can't focus on what I need to focus on. And this way I was mm -hmm. able to really put the work in to grow my business and work on getting other prospective clients. And funny enough, the customer did not actually purchase the solution, but it was fine because I ended up getting other customers that hopped on board with me. And I don't think I would be able to do that if I was totally obsessed and thinking about that one deal that could be the you know, pivotal moment for, for the next couple of months for myself. So that's kind of a, an example I, I, I I could share with regards to, you know, being able to deal with discomfort in a situation for work. For sure. And, and one anecdote that comes to mind from, from a client where um, they basically lost their job, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't one of those things where they, they were down there, like the economy is tanking or whatever. Uh, they, they were like top performers, their group was amazing and all that sort of stuff. But the company just decided to go a different direction and they basically uh, uh, divested that uh, division and basically, uh, close it down right so mm -hmm. they were on top of the world they were getting promoted or whatever and then they basically got shut down so they got basically punched in the face <laughs> by knowing that well was i not good enough is there something there uh but then to your point about like uh the uncontrollable right all of that was out of their hands it wasn't because they were not performing or whatever so having them kind of recover from that is is definitely something that uh, needs practice right so um something uh, well, a model that I use is what I call the St. Far model, S-T-F-A-R. And what that is, is a situa uh, stimulus. So there's a situation, there's something that happens, uh, produces a thought, right? And sometimes that thought is something that you consciously think. Most of the time it's habitual and, and it comes up, uh, which produces a feeling, the S-T-F, uh, and then produces an action and a result, right? Now, it's that T and the F that often uh, trips us up, right? So if we're not consciously thinking of it and saying, does this feeling help me? Does this these actions that I'm going to take help me? Then then we get mired up in that. So uh, what, what I had them do is, is kind of evaluate some of the, the feelings and the thoughts that they had and just check. 
Is that actually true? Uh, is that something that you want to think? Is that actually something that's going to help you going forward? Or is it just something that uh, through some, some uh, reactive memory that you had before, it, it comes out because it was uh, a feeling from childhood where you're not good enough or not worthy enough, and that's just kind of bubbling up in, in this one, versus to say, well, if that's true or not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Right. So, so those are some of the things that, that came to mind when, when I was uh, working with them. And then uh, hopefully folks can use some of those tools in order to help uh, with, with their own discomfort. Because oftentimes, it, it does take that practice, right? Reflecting back on those times where you did feel uncomfortable and say, okay, how would I want to feel instead? What th would I want to do instead? And the more that you practice doing that, then it becomes a little bit more automatic uh, in terms of going forward. So are there any other tips and tricks or tools that, that uh, you suggest folks to do in order to help overcome discomfort? Yeah, definitely. And I, I just love that approach with the uh, St. Far method. It's, it's <laughs> just awesome, Luki. Um, and, and there's a couple of things that I, I'd recommend too. Is it kind of similar to that aspect uh, with regards to that? And, and it's more about kind of, you know, priming the mind for, let's say, workday challenges or um, being able to kind of expect the unexpected. And it's just kind of setting yourself up for the day mentally to understand that reality you know and it i can just use that that quote from i think we spoke about it last time i know you're a fan of uh, victor frankel you know i have the book on on the side over here man's search for meaning um is you know he says you know forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess except one thing your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation and it goes on a little bit more, but the idea here is to say like, you know, there's gonna be so many things that are happening that can happen that are really outside of our control. And the only thing we really, really do have control over is how we respond and how we react to that situation. And I think by taking a step back each morning, taking a few minutes to take a breath and, and remind ourselves of this can really pay dividends because we could then understand that, hey, although I want my day to go great, there are forces beyond my control and things may occur. And if they do, I get to decide how I want to respond. And if I can respond appropriately and deal with the discomfort, however I can, it's still going to be dreadful sometimes, but because we expect it, we can bounce back from it a little bit quicker. And the other thing I recommend is with regards to something we might be thinking about or obsessing about, maybe it's that you know, that meeting we have coming up with our boss or something that we're worried about that happened in the past or something in the future is to take a piece of paper and write down all the things that you're kind of worried about with regards to that situation. And the idea would be to kind of cross out all of the ones that you have absolutely no control over and then start with the ones that you have control over or the ones that you can partially control. And what that does is it starts to shift that balance of power with regards to the mental real estate um, that you're putting into these situations. And again, like I'm saying, I'm not saying to pretend that nothing bad is there and that you're not going to obsess about the uncontrollable. We all do. We're all human. I do all the time, definitely. I'm just saying that instead of going from that 80-20 split from obsessing and thinking about the uncontrollable, flip that switch. And this little exercise really helps with that. So you can focus on the things that you can and that you can partially control. And then once you have that, then you can look and say, oh man, now I can start worrying about the weather that I was worried about because it's going to rain or the reason when I'm in traffic or whatever it may be that the traffic that I can't control or whatnot. But starting with the controllable and the partially controllable and priming the mind 
in the early morning can really help um, navigate your your day-to-day and deal with those obstacles a little bit more strategically yeah, I think that's great. And as we close this episode, what I took from that piece is uh, one of it is um, priming the mind again, uh, taking the minute with that piece of paper, right? And it could be digitally if you really need to, <laughs> right? Yeah, but course. kind of going through <laughs> like how you think and and crossing out the, the ones that you have no control over so that you can focus on the ones that you can do something. And then also taking a look at the perspective because sometimes things are neither good or bad. It's just what you decide to make of it. That that's uh, And I'm sure there's a quote in there somewhere. Um, and, and for me, it's, it's less about whether it's good or bad and more if it's useful for you in this moment, right? Um, it's because so anything can be good or bad depending on the context and the perspective you take. So less about that and more if it's useful. So I think that uh, if folks can take away some of these little tools and help themselves deal with a bit more discomfort, I think that that's a win in uh, their shoes or in, in their future career journey. So uh, thanks so much, Mike, for uh, joining us in this conversation about dealing with discomfort. And hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Thanks so much, Luke. I really appreciate it. Take care. You too. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.